All right, here we go. I, I feel as if this is a good word from the Lord this morning. I, I'm pretty sure uh, this is what he wants me to share because I, I couldn't move past um, these series of scriptures. I, I wanted to uh, because it, it seems short, but, you know, not everything has to be a long-winded sermon. Amen. Easy, easy. So, so let's, uh, let's just jump into it this morning. Exodus chapter 6 uh, Verse 28, uh, it reads, okay, I'll give you a minute. And now we're going. And the day when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, the Lord said to Moses, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. But Moses said to the Lord, behold, I am, a, I am of uncircumcised lips. How will Pharaoh listen to me? Okay, let's, let's stop here. We're not going to stop long, but let's stop here. First of all, really? Are we, are we back here again? There is a cycle here that Moses goes through that I, I think we can all relate to. Moses hears the call of God in his life. He, he answers it. He does what the Lord tells him to do, right? I mean, excitement is 100% at the beginning. And at least until they hit their first roadblock with Pharaoh, right? And then they start to hit the brakes a little bit. The people complain against Moses, questioning what he heard from God. And even Moses questions God. So, so Moses goes back to God and complains that God didn't fulfill his end of the bargain. And so God speaks to Moses again to reaffirm him back into his calling. And here we are back at the beginning again of Moses feeling incapable of doing what God asked him to do. It's a cycle. And uh, I, don't, I don't think we're exempt from it. I mean, if, if God calls you, it's not because you're so gifted or good looking, though many of you are good looking, right? He sees your faults. Listen, he sees your failures and your, and your overall poor resume to do what he's asked you to do. And guys, that's the point. Listen to Paul explain this to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 1, verses 26 through 29. Paul says this, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many of you were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Let's pray real quick, and then we're going to move. Father, Lord, reveal to us, God. Reveal to us your call. Reveal to us our position, God, that we may be fools for your glory, God, that we may be usable tools, God, within the body, that we might edify each other and grow the body according to your will and your glory, in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. Well, God didn't call Moses because he was powerful or, or, or noble or good-looking or wise, but because he was foolish and weak and low and despised. God chose a murderer and a failure to bestow this call upon. God waited Till Moses was no longer a young man, too. Think about that. He waited till Moses had to completely rely on God and not his youthfulness 
Look at chapter 7 there in Exodus, the first seven verses. He said, And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring my host, my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the people of Israel from among them. Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. Man. Once more, God reaffirms Moses. He reminds Moses that he will do the work and that Moses will just be the conduit. All he is asking from Moses is for obedience. This obedience will lead to the Jewish people looking at Moses like he is a God. And this is a new thing that God is doing, a new a new time ushered in through signs and wonders. Their freedom is about to take place. And all of these events that are about to unfold are unprecedented upon the face of the earth. And who does he decide to do it with? A couple of 80-year-olds. A couple of 80-year-olds. Let that sink in. Especially since I don't think anybody here is over 80. Am I right? I, I, I mean, come on. A couple of 80-year-olds is who he decides. You know what? These guys are ready. They're 80. Yeah, Done. God apparently took that whole, not many were powerful, and God chose the weak part seriously. He took a couple of guys in the later parts of their life, and he used them for his glory. They weren't done with life or retirement because God wasn't done with them. The crazy part is that the more you read your Bible, you find out that God is no respecter of persons. He uses whomever he chooses at whatever age he chooses. Moses was 80 when his call began. Aaron was 83. Jeremiah was 17 when God called him into ministry. Timothy was in his early 20s. Barzillai was at the end of his years when God used him to support David and his people while Absalom had taken the throne. Joshua was 40 when he took over from Moses. Caleb was 85 when he conquered the land promised to him. I think Caleb was the first Jewish Marine. I mean, that's my opinion. <laughs> Here's my point. Your age is subjective. You might feel that you are too young, or you might feel that you're too old, but God thinks different from you and I. He chooses whomever he chooses. And folks, church, he doesn't choose wrong. Whether we are young or old, God can use us to usher in change to the church. The one thing that holds all of the people God calls together is this, obedience. He is looking for those that love him. And those that love him are those that obey him. Obedience transcends time. You hear me? I'm going to say that one more time. Obedience transcends time. Psalm 71, 17 and 18. Oh God, from my youth you have taught me. I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. Whether young or old, God is calling men and women to follow him. This wasn't just true in the Old Testament. It's the battle cry of the New Testament as well. Acts 2.17. 
And in the last days it shall be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on the, all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Listen, guys, the New Testament church opens up with Peter preaching this truth that these are the last days. They aren't beginning now. We've been living in them for some time. And in these last days, God will pour out his spirit upon all peoples, young and old. Our children will prophesy. Our young people will have visions. Our old people will dream dreams. Each of us, each of us will have purpose and giftings for the sake of edifying the body of Christ. There is no age limit set. There is no prime age. We are all called. We are all gifted and all anointed for such a time as now. Each one of you are the answer that God has given to this world. 1 Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another a good, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Even as Moses served God through obedience and signs and wonders performed, this, was, this way of God interacting with men wasn't exclusive. Moses didn't have the market cornered on this. This way of God working through us to redeem his people isn't over. If you keep reading the book of Acts by chapter 14, you read that the apostles spoke boldly for the Lord who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done at their hands. I could just as easily plant that scripture in the book of Exodus and no one would think any different. What God has done before, church, he will do it again. Did you hear that? What God has done before, he will do it again. Amen? Now, C.S. Lewis is right in that. Things never happen the same way twice. But the way that God works is often the same. He still uses people to witness to people. He still uses fools on display to show his power and reveal his power. He uses signs and wonders to reveal his, his glory to us. He redeems us over and over and over. And maybe the best thing to focus on today or you know, this morning is that God offers a promise to use all of us. He promises to pour out his spirit upon our children. In prophetic word to pour out to pour his spirit upon a young generation to sing of visions and even he promises to pour out his spirit upon the older generation to the dreaming of dreams all age groups have a have a work in the church of god god is going to use all age groups for the edifying of the body and listen this has been my experience i can tell you i've had many many men mentors you know, Pastor Lonnie Harris, man, mentored me tremendously during his 60s. Merle Adams, unbelievable mentor, mentored me during his 70s. And at that same moment, Stephen McKnight, who was just in his early 30s, a few years younger than me, right, uh, was influencing. My own kids have influenced me. My wife, who's five years younger than me, has influenced me. Old and young have something to offer. And, and, and maybe you ask why or how. Well, it's easy because the Spirit of God has been poured out upon them to have wisdom beyond their flesh. It's a fool that can't accept wisdom. Godly wisdom transcends age. It transcends age. Wisdom comes from all places. And guys, we've got to be able to know that. We've got to be able to take it from somebody younger than us. When they speak truth and when they speak wisdom, we have to be able to hear it regardless of their age. Let's, let's begin to close with this. Acts 2, 19 and 21. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and, and fire 
and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Guys, God used signs and wonders to confirm his work, just like the days of Moses. And yet the Pharisees didn't recognize the works of God. Can I say, church, that cannot be us. That cannot be us. We need to be the people that recognizes a God work. We want to have spiritual eyes that see what God is doing so that we can take part in it. And in this way, we'll end up like the people of God in Acts 2, around 25 through 28. I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced, and my flesh also will dwell in hope. And that's my prayer for you this week. And I hope it's your praise report all week. If you're going to remember anything from this or take home anything, I I pray you take home this. God doesn't care how old you are. He doesn't care if you're 15 or you're 85. God is looking to pour out his spirit upon you and utilize the gift he's placed in you for the edifying of the body of Christ. God is looking for your availability. God is looking for your obedience. So he can once again show signs and wonders and ultimately his glory to the world. Guys, I love you. Let's pray. Father, we just we thank you, Lord, for this morning, God. And we know that you're doing a great work. And Lord, we just would pray that we could be a part of it, God. Lord, in our foolishness, we look at our age, we look at our abilities, and we think we're not good enough, God. And and that's the truth. We probably aren't, God, but you make it so. You're able to use us irregardless, God. And you use us and utilize us, God, to show the world that you're here and you're alive. And Lord, we are thankful for it, God. We praise your name, God, this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, God loves you. And so does Pastor Jim. I love you too, guys. Amen. You have a great morning.